Podcast. This is Rick. This is Brendan. And Josh. And this is where we talk about Star Wars and hope, of course. You are listening to The Phantom Menace Part 2 as we dive in even further into examining how uh, we can reclaim some hope into Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. Uh, we'll just do a real quick review where we left you off in, in last uh, the last podcast. We had already talked about that we wanted to see Anakin's age change to being a teenager. No specific age, just just a well-rounded teenager of some kind. Uh, we also talked about that the blockade needed to be way more aggressive. Uh, we needed to see oppression. Some, yes, and that that's our theme. Lots of oppression. I think that's our theme as we're running through uh, the Phantom Menace. That's going to have this theme of oppression playing out throughout it. And uh, then Hear that we George Lucas is called a theme. Yeah, yeah, that was being Look important. It up. He he had that. He had those, Brennan. Now to be fair, he had those. He just did not have those with the the prequels. They just yeah. like disappeared. Yeah, you guess you could. Yeah, I guess the originals had a theme, but yeah, sure. The episode one, it needs a theme. Well, okay, so actually, I'll I'll touch on this now. But it the the thing I think is interesting is is so the the first Star Wars film, it, it's it's there's a there's like some claim to it that it's it's following closely or has the same the same uh, storyline or theme of the searchers you guys know what the searchers is is a john wayne movie it's a western and it basically follows the kind of the same themes and storyline as the movie plays out and so what's interesting is that uh star wars was like a space western it's a space western it was it was a space western it was it w- and 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 then you get into the prequels and then suddenly now it's a space it's political jumble with, uh, with a no talking theme. frogman with with ET's voting. Yes. I think that's important to bring that up. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So I, I want to just say I feel like was George going in just a different direction, or but or did he not realize like that was the thing that made Star Wars Star Wars is that it was a western in space. Um, I think George just totally changed his his uh his tune in the in the prequels uh, it seemed like all he wanted to do is make awesome visuals and yeah. just like everything had to be a visual spectacle and for the time when it was made it was right i mean oh, you totally. had yeah. you had mm-hmm. like the awesome droids versus gungan battle nothing like that had been done in cg um you know they had they had jar jar a completely cgi character and we watch it now and it looks kind of cheesy but for the time it was actually really well done so well, it was mind-blowing at yeah, the time right because yeah, we'd never seen anything mm-hmm. really like this before so i think i think he was he was really focused on like how can we make cool scenes not so much how can we make this a cohesive story yeah and then right. when he just did that in episode one then it just like carried over mm-hmm. and it it was it seemed like in the original trilogy he was very it was obvious that there was a theme involved and then he says i think he said one time that the original trilogy was without like without the technology and stuff he wanted to make the film with more technology and the greater visuals and everything so then he he found out about the cgi and everything and he got the new trilogy started and it's very it's not so much of a story as much of a visual epic right and I, and I, and that's one of its things is that's the way we watched it right we watched it with imax theaters we watched it in uh, in 3D. 3D, right? When later it came out in 3D, it was like the first 
one. Actually, I think they've only done Phantom Menace. Yeah, it was just Phantom Menace because right? it was bad. Because it didn't, it it, didn't I, work. It gave me a huge George, what happened <laughs> at this point, right? Was that when it was still like blue-red 3D? Right. So Yeah. So he, he somehow plucked. It's clear. The theme is now visual effects. Mm-hmm. And toys. And toys. That's right. The we, we definitely addressed that, that was the toys were being pushed. But I think this is where this is where we could definitely instill a little more hope into the Phantom Menaces is we got to give it a theme. I've been, I've been thinking about this, and the one that I could stands out to me is a Clint Eastwood film called uh, Fistful of Dollars. And if, if, you're, if you've got A New Hope following The Searchers with John Wayne, then the Phantom Menace should be following Fistful of Dollars with Clint Eastwood. And what happens in that film is that Clint Eastwood comes into town, right, and the town is being oppressed by these people as he already arrives. And quite frankly, he doesn't want anything to do with it. But because there's something calling within him to be a like a righteous man or to be the man that he should or be. be a Jedi. Or be a Jedi, exactly, mm-hmm. oh. that he does something about it. And that's kind of what I think is missing from this is that the Jedi... Man, they're just like on a ride. They're, they're just, just like, going for it, man. Well, they, yeah. Let's let's fly t- to Naboo. Let's go back to the Senate. You know that didn't work out. Let's man. let's go to, to, to the, the Tatooine. Let's go to Naboo. Let's. What does it we do fly again? Around. What uh, does we do? Oh, know. we swing lightsabers around. Well, I think and, uh, we force test for metachlorians. I think that's oh, what. I think that's their main job. Really, is they go around and uh, give flu shots to children, <laughs> make sure that they can find out who's who's worthy of being a Jedi, right? So if, if we were to follow this kind of theme of uh, of uh, getting back to the space western and how the prequels kind of lost that and then trying to drive a, th- a particular theme just for this film. We won't get into episode two and episode three of what their, film, their themes need to be, but for episode one, I think we've already kind of agreed that oppression needs to be kind of that theme of seeing oppression and then mm-hmm. somebody doing something about it. Yeah. And I think the Jedi are the ones that need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. They are peacekeepers. Right. I, I, that's their whole motive motivation. So so we addressed in the the last podcast that the, the ambassadors were were basically kidnapped, right, as they came to deal with this, and that there was there's an invasion taking place on this planet, but they can't the Senate can't see it and then maybe communication is shut down and you're going, you know, and, and but the Jedi get some type of distress call and then they arrive on the scene. To investigate. And the, to investigate. Yeah. Now, would you want that scene to play out kind of exactly how it was before? Like, let's talk about some of the Jedi powers immediately and what takes place there. So already they can hold their breath for a really long time, right? No, they, they have rebreathers. Yes. No, no, they have, they have, they have rebreathers. rebreathers. Do they have rebreathers? Yeah, they take yeah, them out of their invisible utility belts. Oh, right. That was right. <laughs> that, you know, they just the always robes. have with the them. I'm sure on the, the inside just filled with that. But the one, okay, the one that bothered me the most is, and I'm sure we're going to talk about running. the speed running. Speed running. Oh, yeah, and why why is this, Joshua? Because what what was the problem that lies with them having speed running? What what flaw in Phantom Menace right now causes this problem? The the invincible droidicas. Right? No, well, like, I think he's talking about like when uh, Obi Wan is like exactly trying to catch up with Qui Gon Jinn. It's exactly what I'm talking fighting, about. And he runs at like normal speed. Why couldn't he have just like? Oh, exactly. If he like, had just speed run, speed run oh, and I, got I'm, yeah, through I'm the force fields, now. it would have been two on one still. Mm-hmm. If he had just simply did that, instead mm-hmm. he he just he just <laughs> moseys on over. Yeah, he, and he doesn't he even run like Tom Cruise. He doesn't well. run with all his might and heart. Like he just 
just slow as can be. That was a mistake. So, I mean, I don't know why we did this. Why did we have the speed run? Was it I, just to blow our so, minds? So, can I give you my honest opinion on this one? I think the reason he did that is because George Lucas looked at how he designed the ship, and he's like, ooh, it's a really long hallway, and we got to get them out of this scene quickly. Like, maybe the green screen wasn't big enough, so they, like, ran a certain... Because if you watch the footage of it when they do it, they it's run like normally frames. for a couple seconds, and then they just, like go really really quick so i think it was it was less so like a uh planned force ability it you was, think it you was th- more it was more like a like a constraint <laughs> they had or like this hallway's way too long to run normal speed down like i we need to get them to go fast you know there's there's no telling if Let's that's just make true. It a power. there's no telling if that's true or not but you have to remember george lucas is the guy that purposely changed scenes like the cgi like let's move this guy have him sit down earlier than when he did in the actual footage mm-hmm. because I think it would be better. I, will you don't think scene. he would take I, the time I to like animate these guys to run? I, I think George got lazy. You got totally lazy honest. in that I th- moment? I, think, I, think, I totally think George, George got lazy George got lazy right in visual yeah. effects? I, I totally it. think George got lazy. Oh, Josh, what do you think on this one? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I feel like they don't need to speed run. No, I, mean, I don't think that, so either. That ability can be removed. I mean, it's it probably is an ability, but if they're not going to use it in a time of crucial need, then... It shouldn't be used at all. Right. I think in later, one of the pilot ladies says that they go into a ventilation shaft. So why don't they show them getting into a ventilation shaft to escape the I mean, droid? They, they show them crawling that, out of that it. That seemed that seemed yeah. like <laughs> to say they, that's like a that was a plot fix. Well, we were gonna we were already seven. saying that they never even went on that ship anyway. Right. So that's let's true. not so even let's even not even really. worry about that ship. Well, yeah, that's and that and that's true. So right, well, let's we'll just remove that. So what we want to see some type of scene where the Jedi go into action at the beginning of the film, and I, I think that the main goal should be that they they're they're going to the distress call. They're trying to find out what's happening on Naboo, and they go and they rescue the queen, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm I, I my my vote is that they go and rescue the queen. Now, I don't know who calls them in with a distress call. I don't care. But what I, I what I like the idea is that immediately the people, as things are crazy and messy in Naboo, which they should be instead of mm-hmm. the clean. Everybody walking around. It's a happy paradise. Yeah, it's a. It's a it's it's the, a the, it's a government. The richest paradise. oppression is having a security guard with them at all times. Yeah. <laughs> that they they encourage. Uh, the Jedi to take Queen Amidala, get her off the planet, get her to safety, right? And Mm -hmm. take her people, like her closest people with her. Now, you could still have the whole uh, diversion of who's who's really Queen Amidala. And Natalie Portman's still like the the maid. Padme. Yeah, Yeah, it's on the side. And and they all go. Uh, But I, I, I don't care... That didn't buy. It's a cool. It was a cool. I kind of liked what we thought of last week, which was, uh, um, that they the Jedi didn't see any apparent oppression on the surface. They walked on, and I said last week that it was kind of like a North Korea situation. They walk out as guests on this planet are greeted by the Trade Federation that are saying it's all good, everybody's happy, we're all good. Just go ahead and go back to your Senate and tell them nothing's up. And then they go, oh, okay, I guess we'll go back. And then as they're flying out of the, then the Trade Federation opens fire. So when they first land, nothing's apparent, mm. nothing seems wrong necessarily. Because if they if they just flew down, saw that there was sl- like slavery going on, they would have turned around and flown right back, not not thinking there was any issues 
or would have or would have picked a fight. Now we can we can. I don't do, know if the Jedi would do that or not, but like the Jedi would look around and just see like everything seems to check out, but there's right. something something a little off here. So 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 at some point they figure out that they need to that they, they got the distress call or they got they got mm-hmm. some type of of, of way yeah, of somebody warning going, them that they need to do something about happening it. Happening there. I think Joshua was referring to the the. Um, that part was about the ambassadors that they saw nothing wrong, but then they did see something, and then that's what got them kidnapped. Mm-hmm. That, so, uh, yeah, oh, so, that, that's that's why they went. That, yeah, that's so why the, we so talked about them going the, is because yeah. the, the, they never heard back from the ambassadors. Right. That's why they ended up going to the planet in the first place. And so the Jedi, I don't see them as representing the Senate as much as maybe they're like a hired hired gun, basically, right? In the, in the space western type mm-hmm. formula that they would be more of a hired gun versus another mm-hmm. ambassador yeah, from the yeah. Senate. Total, because the, um, there's obviously a blockade. The ambassadors of the Supreme Chancellor went there to investigate the blockade. So there's there's obviously something happening. Right. So the Jedi are hired by the Senate, basically, or the Jedi Council just sends them anyway. Yeah, that's how and the And they Jedi go, work. and they see that, yeah, there's the blockade. So they go through, and they find, you know, there's nothing wrong, right? But then... You know, they they leave like you say, and they get shot down, and they crash. Well, that's why they had to on. go to Tatooine. That's so. So I would say, let's say that they got hit. let's say that they they free Queen Amidala, and they fly back, and they're probably going to go to the. That's their plan is to go to the Senate and warn them that it's not all, all in the up and up, and there's real oppression coming. The footage you've seen isn't real. It's it's propaganda. But then they get shot down. Now, I, I think I mentioned this uh, before, but uh, it, it seems like there's too many positive things happening in Phantom Menace. Everything mm-hmm. always seems to work out for everybody, you know, and everyone has their shining moment. And so, like, the next one is R2-D2, R2-D2 right? R2-D2, comes yeah. comes through, rescues them at that point. I, I don't mind, uh, mind R2-D2, like, rescuing them, but I think instead of fixing everything back to normal so that they can keep going... I think they need to make a rescue, uh, like a an emergency landing, and that's where they find Tatooine and they hide out there, and and they hide there with the Queen, right? Mm-hmm. And they're taking they're taking refuge basically in another planet because they they're being they're being chased and being outrun, even even possibly by Darth Maul, right, or by um, the Trade Federation or mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Yeah, I'm actually kind of curious what what would you guys like to see out of Darth Maul? Because clearly he's a really cool character. Like, everybody loves Darth Maul, even though he's, like... I mean, I use the word character loosely, because he's, he's not really a character. He's just have, he's like a scary-looking dude with a lightsaber. And we know he's a Sith, but we don't know anything about him. What would you guys have liked to have seen Darth Maul's, like, uh, motives to be, other than just, I am evil? I actually enjoy that he doesn't speak. You you like that? Aspect he speaks of him? once or twice, does he? Well, like, yeah, he talks to Palpatine I, on course. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want you, it or you, not. You don't. You don't care that. I that know, he's, But you know what? Uh-huh. He reminds me of Boba Fett. Totally Boba Fett. Yeah. But and and part of what I like about it is that he just never had a mission per se. Like he showed mm-hmm. up at Tatooine and found him there. But imagine if he was the one chasing them and shot them down or was searching for them and he was hunting them down and they you know Lightspeed went in found Tatooine hid there and he's still on the search for them mm-hmm. so you kind of feel like this like they Darth go Maul quick. he's he's on his yeah. way looking for them who knows when he's going to show up mm-hmm. and then who 
woo, he, you know. And then he just like jumps out of nowhere and right, ambushes exactly. him. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be I think that would be cooler. But I think you're right. Maybe he doesn't need too much of a character. Maybe he can just be big scary. Well, but, but red guy. he he was I think Darth Maul was done right in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh so there's not much I would change. No? Yeah. No? I mean okay. so here's here's the funny thing is we're already on Tatooine and no one has batted an eye or blinked at all, but Jar Jar Binks has not come up. In fact, it sounds like Jar Jar is not even in the story yet. Are we killing Jar Jar Binks off? Are we? Is instantly, he not in the story? Instantly, he gets. I don't he, think so. He gets blown to smithereens. Well, Brendan, here's my problem. Yeah. Here's my problem with this: <laughs> is that we have already talked about is that we have to remember George Lucas in 1999, fascinated with visual effects. Mm-hmm. Visual There's going to be some type of 3D character yeah. pushing this envelope and. As much as we hate Jar Jar Binks, we got to agree that Jar Jar Binks made way for the new 3D characters that we see in the new Star Wars movies. Yeah, to right? be honest, I, I don't really have like a big problem with Jar Jar. I mean, he, he's annoying. Oh no, I have you know? lots of problems with Jar Jar, but that's not. No, but like, I think I think he can still be in the story. Yeah. You know, I think he can still be there. I don't think we need to blow him up right away. Yeah, I, I mean, think he, he is how Palpatine got in power. After right. all, we do need to kind of keep him for that. That yeah. that online rumor about that though. Oh no no no, <laughs> it's not a rumor. He that he oh, was yeah? a Darth. We can talk Darth, Darth Plagueis. Plagueis. No. <laughs> well, no, we can talk about it in episode two. But he he's the one that gave emergency power to Palpatine. Uh, I'm not even sure he it could was go Jar-Jar's down that fault. route. I don't, I don't know if Jar Jar needs to be in all three, but here's what I say is Jar Jar can <laughs> be in this Have you seen when he does one. that look in episode two? He looks at the camera. Yeah, uh, yeah, he does. And he smiles at the camera. That's George Lucas. Go back and watch that, everybody. It's George, pretty good. George, that's George Lucas in episode two basically saying, you know what? Suck it up. I like Jar Jar. He's in my movies. Stop complaining. Doesn't he forget Jar Jar's name in a couple interviews, though? <laughs> I, you know, I feel like he calls him like Jinjin or something. <laughs> Who knows? Awesome. Don't be looking for it. No. So, uh, but obviously, we haven't gone under underground with the water with a big giant fish or anything. Anything of that nature is not happening. It's all, not all get, of that. Get rid and of the you, bongo. you said episodic last last week, and you were and I agree. We we'll just get rid of that. Let's let's move on through the theme. That was my favorite part as a kid. Honestly, was the like, giant fish was the giant fish. It, it's always well, a maybe we'll so bring weird. it back later in the film. No, when I mean, come back but to the, the, the thing is though, for like the <laughs> no, I was that was also when I was like you know six, and I watched it. I'm like, those are so cool. Like, oh, what other big monsters are there underwater? That was my thought as a kid. But like. <laughs> But like as a as a grown up now, I watch it. It's like, what was the point of this? There's there was no point of of, of going to the Gungan city and going down, other than maybe to introduce you to the Gungans right. for the later part of the movie. You know, I feel like we should recruit the Gungans on their second trip back to Naboo. I agree. They don't need to show up the whole deal with the army and everything. We Which can we can hear several times from Jar Jar throughout the film that he has this big family with a big army and stuff. Right. And then later we can call on them. So let's say that Jar Jar Binks isn't at Naboo. Mm-hmm. What if he was at Tatooine? Now he was already banished from his people in in Naboo. So what if he was banished all the way to Tatooine and we find him there? What if he's just like a quirky character on Tatooine? But he serves a purpose because later he can get them back to his people and get them to an, get them to an army to help them fight the droids mm-hmm. later. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, so so he serves a purpose instead of just being some wacky, weird character that just follows along and why does he follow like why, why does, does he follow along? Yeah, why do they why are they like it's imperative that when we're escaping Naboo that we bring Jar Jar with us. Well, like why like, can't they just leave him on Naboo? I feel like at this point when they're trying to escape, 
Jar Jar had been like, they should have just been like, Jar Jar, you stay right here. <laughs> we'll be back for you later. We'll come back. <laughs> Tell your people to start getting the, the troops together. But Fly off. It'd be one of the first people that'd be like, yeah, let's figure out. Who, like, they, you know, the, the troops all sit down. They figure out who's going on the ship. And everybody would be like, yeah, don't bring, don't bring, don't bring, guy. don't bring, don't that, bring that guy. That's a bad <laughs> we idea. We don't need him. Oh, what a bad idea. He will break something and we'll be in trouble. I mean, let's honor Jar Jar for George's creation of what he is, but let's give him a purpose. Let's give him like, he's, he's just been oppressed just as much. He's been banished from his home planet and we find him in Tatooine, uh, just like battered. We, yeah, just we fight find everyone else. Mm-hmm. And he's still quirky. He's still weird. He still steps in poo. Whatever. But <laughs> he still serves a purpose later when it they go it back it and he says, I can introduce you to those troops. Because the funny thing is, is the way the movie plays out now, he never has to introduce them again to them. They already they've already met them. They don't mm-hmm. need him anymore. Yeah. They can get back to those people, no problem. Yeah. And they'd be like, Oh, yeah. we bought uh, he didn't make it. And, and and you know, the main guy would be like <laughs> oh well, yeah. Okay. I mean, if you think uh, about it, Jar- sounds good. Jar Jar's only purpose in like, like this in like the later part of the film is to bring them to their sacred land, right. you know, or or whatever. Yeah, that, so bring them to the sacred land is. at the end of the film, not at the beginning. Well, no, no, I mean, like that's what they do, like because they go to the underwater but, city. The reason the... they're not there again is because the droids have actually got to the underwater city, mm-hmm. so the Gungans all retreated to their go to sacred land. Which in, was above uh, ground. Which is above ground. We but think but, the droids would get there first but, before going well, under, it's, it's, underwater. It's like a, it's like a secret. Like oh, the droids don't know. Yeah, the droids don't know about it. But uh, anyways, anyways, the Jar Jar doesn't have to be there for any of that because Padme does all the work. Padme's mm-hmm. the one who who makes amends with uh, with uh, Boss Nass. Right, so right. Jar, Jar, the only purpose Jar Jar has in the entire film is to lead them to the Gungans twice. Yeah, right. That's all he does. But, so let's but just, he can just lead them to the Gungans once. Let's just that in once. half and, and say he leads them there once. Yeah. And then let Queen Amidala do her thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even let Jar Jar have a little more of a redemption instead of in an action scene. Like, have him have redemption in, in saying, no, I shouldn't have been banished. And, you know, we... Uh, our people need to stick together, and yeah. Naboo needs to stick with Naboo. You yeah. know, and that mm-hmm. and that had been a very powerful moment. Probably mm-hmm. would have been they good. Are, right? They are symbionts. That would have that would have been better than yeah. him uh, <laughs> hanging onto the barrel of a of a right droid, exactly. of a droid tank. We won't go there. We won't go there. But let's let's get back to Tatooine. So they're on Tatooine. They're hiding in Tatooine, and I love this idea. If we're focused on oppression, I love this idea that there's different classes. So tattooing we can be considered, you know, your um, poverty. I, I think it's already like that. Yeah, you know, it is. Yeah. It, but, but, the, but you but see the, it more, the maybe. The Jedi see oppression happening uh, with the rich, and then they see oppression happening in the, uh, in, in the poverty planets or poverty nations, right? And, and this time around, this is where I think I'd want to see a little more character out of Obi-Wan and him just kind of get, like, a response to this. And he starts to feel like, why is it everywhere we go, we see people being oppressed? Yeah. And maybe Qui-Gon Jinn at this point offers some some wisdom to this and just simply says something like, you know, that's why we're here. Because mm-hmm. wherever we go, we will find oppression mm-hmm. or we will find people in need of hope or help. Yeah. And that because that's what that's wh- where we go is where we're needed. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I like you, the have, whole you have a Jedi powerful moment mantra. there where. 
Obi Wait, are you is just are you, learning? Are you seeing a little bit of Qui-Gon? exposition? Oh my out gosh. of the Jedi? Oh my gosh! Because because correct me if I'm wrong, but does it feel like Obi Wan just never? Oh, he doesn't grows. exist. He doesn't exist until the very end of the movie when uh, yeah. Qui Gon gets skewered. He does not. He is so trivial. And this is why this is where I take a problem. Is is is, is that Obi Wan is the one that's going to lead on into the other, mm-hmm. the other the other sequence. Yeah, and he's I feel the important like one. this is the problem. Is the the originals were the originals were made you know four five and six and then he made one and i feel mm-hmm. like a lot of what one is holding on to is like oh anakin's not much of a character because we all know he's darth we Vader. already know we obi-wan know. is not much of a character because you already know who he is so qui-gon's getting developed kind of but i'll explain later where i think qui-gon was developed in a wrong way but uh the but Obi-Wan needs some type of character development in this, mm-hmm. and this is where I feel like we needed this kind of push of him. He, he needs to learn something, right? Yeah. And so uh, I think it would be interesting as, as he starts to see more and more oppression, he'll ask his master, like, why do we see so much? And he says, it's because wherever we go, we are needed, and that's why we're here, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, if you're going to have compassion or you're going to have sympathy, you, the response is action. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. the Jedi don't really take action a lot, but I think in this particular the way to, to to show hope is that when you have compassion for someone, you take action. And I think yeah. Obi Wan and Qui Gon needed to take action, and they t- they maybe made a mistake by not taking more action. They cu- they got they they followed orders and got Queen Amidala out of there, but then they they they're gonna take action here that's not an order. Mm-hmm. They they want to save somebody, and yeah. I think it would be cool then if you have the Annie and her mom as the people that like kind of hide them, uh, you know, that hide them in their their house Porter or their thing. hut yeah. and, and, and protect them in there. And so they're finding refuge with mm-hmm. these people. And then they kind of kind of come to love them. And then they're like, we want to we want to save them. We want to help them. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's it might be this is just kind of a wild thought. What if uh, like obviously Anakin and Shmi are slaves, but what if what if we played into Watto a little bit, so he felt a little bit of sympathy for Watto? Like he's he's easy to not like because he's just kind of like a shrewd businessman. But right. like he's a slave in his own right. You know, he's a slave to the the system on Tatooine. So what if he wasn't? You know, he's, the... he's a slave to money. He's a right. slave to the huts. Right. In, in reality, I mean, he 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 might owe them money. He's a slave to his own yeah. gambling addiction. We can show that that there's more than one way to be a slave, and that. Him controlling Anakin and Shmi isn't 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 just because he's an evil person. It's because he lives on an evil planet that that is surrounded by evil. That's part. Of, that's partially why he does what he does and why he is who he is. Which I think tattooing. Tatooine needs to be different than when we see Luke Skywalker there Mm because we say, wow, this is a very different Tatooine because it's developed. It's gotten better probably. Well, it's a it's a you know, he also lives in a different part. We we don't see the I mean, we see Moss Eisley and Moss Eisley is pretty grungy. It's a wretched hive. It's a wretched hive of scum and villainy. But oh, yeah. But like when we see him on Tatooine, he's just he's just like it's like a family farm. Right, like a, yeah. a farm, a farm. But it's outside the city. It's outside the city, city walls. Exactly. You know? So there's near, no yeah. near Anchorhead. And so, if if we see this oppression being taking place across them, not just not just with Annie, right? Not just with his mom, but just but like it, oh, everywhere, everywhere. And that bothers yeah. Obi Wan, yeah. right? And so, uh, it and then Obi Wan kind of wants to do something about it, and or you already see this longing to give freedom to those that are oppressed, right? 
and it's more than you know Annie getting bullied by the local kids, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's you, see, you see a couple more things going on <laughs> that really cause Obi Wan to to kind of respond. Um, I kind of wonder if this would be kind of cool though, instead of um, that. We, I mean, we already mentioned this, but I, I don't want Annie being born <laughs> born of a virgin. You don't Can like we? the virgin birth? Here's why I don't like it. Rick, that is the best Christian theme we have in episode <laughs> one. Why would you get rid of that? Because because the emphasis is not on... Because that makes Anakin the Messiah. Yeah. <laughs> and what is he the Messiah of? Mm-hmm. He, and I'm not talking about because he comes to Darth Vader and then we've made him the Antichrist or something like that. I mean, like, <laughs> he just literally is not the Messiah yeah, of anything in that movie. That serve? He yeah. wins the pod race for himself. He, there's nothing going on that, that's like that. In fact, I would say that I know that there's the prophecy, but I would say we, when we talk about the prophecy in this film, that it, there's no real clear answer of who it is, not yet anyways. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and, and it's that's kind of held on until the end of the film. But you have, uh, you know, instead of having Anakin born of a virgin, you just have him fatherless. Mm-hmm. Because, one, like you talked about before, that's relatable. Right. Yeah. And and there's also something to that too. Is is that yeah? That's kind of natural in in scum land. Yeah. Right. That mm-hmm. fathers would be absent. Or or would, he got killed or wh- like whatever. Like right. he's just not he's around. Gone. We don't like we don't know anything about him. Yeah. Exactly. He and, just disappeared. And they, they don't ask who's his father. The yeah. only reason that Qui Gon's asking who his father is is, is so because the fan base was going to yeah. ask who's Anakin's dad. Yeah. Who is he? <laughs> Like, because they're going to want the whole, give me the whole backstory. We need uh-huh. the family you know? tree. Exactly. Cause, there cause, was no Because we're obsessed with that stuff, apparently. And that's and that if we don't get those answers, uh-huh. then it's all over. It's all ruined. Yeah. Who cares? He's fatherless, and she's a widow. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And she's helpless, and he's helpless, and they need help. Yeah. And that's where Obi-Wan sees this, and it's like, I got to do something about totally. this. Totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of, like, um, you know, in Scripture, talking about, like, a righteous man mm-hmm. that to a righteous man one learns to do what is good he seeks justice right and he helps the fatherless and helps the widows yeah this is what uh this is what a righteous man would be yeah and we already have that then happening for obi-wan where he's becoming a righteous man yeah because the thing that bothers me is well, and a better jedi because that's what the jedi right, is a better to jedi be. and but that but the, they weren't righteous jedi Mm-hmm. And the thing that bothered me a lot is that Qui-Gon only started to become, oh, whoa, he's uh, he's got a lot of metachlorians mm-hmm. there. And then he's, like, taking an interest, right? Yeah. And, and Obi-Wan's like, I, who knows? I don't care. Am I 20? I, I don't know how old I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's just off and about, you know, whatever. But I would rather see it to the one that Obi-Wan takes interest of helping these people, helping mm-hmm. the widow, helping the fatherless, right? And wanting to do something about it. Oh, And then maybe, yeah. and then maybe... Well, so, like, if we look at the Jedi Council, they seems they seem to have lost what it means to be a Jedi. They've got so enveloped in politics. What if Qui Gon kind of had that? He kind of had the the Jedi Council e uh, opinion on it. Like, right. like we want to help these this family because of his high midichlorian count. But Obi Wan says, "No, we need to help this family because they need help." 
Right, exactly. Not because of the value that he brings to us, but because they need help. Now, I that would agree would be, with you, yeah. but on one level, okay. Metachlorians, they got to go. Okay. <laughs> okay wait, are we talking but about maybe, that now? No, maybe, ta- maybe yeah. Anakin just uses the Force, and Qui-Gon sees that, yeah, so and he, then he takes then, interest then, in then he cares. And he wants yeah. to help him or uh-huh. whatever. But yeah, let's get rid of the Metachlorians. Okay, yeah, can we talk about how, yes, how important Metachlorians are? <laughs> so it seems like they mentioned it in Episode 1, like one time. It's only mentioned, I believe, it, I, once. I think it's mentioned once in Episode 1, well, and now they have to live with that decision that George Lucas made for the rest of Star it Wars goes, forever. It goes back into the episode three, but it's not. It's talked about metachlorians as like this, this, not directed at one into particular yeah. person. But the mm-hmm. only time that it's mentioned about, hey, what's your metachlorian? Yeah, what's count? your metachlorian? You know, count? and that would have been hilarious, right? If we like took a time to stop the movie and little Annie was like, oh, what's my metachlorian count? And they're like, did it go oh, up today? It's off the charts. It's off the charts. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I, I. And then he's like, oh, what's yours? Oh, mine's like a you know eighty mm-hmm. percent. Oh, I got a fifty-seven. Well, yeah, and it, it makes it makes it makes being a Jedi less about like improving your skills or right. being a better Jedi. So it's that like, way, it's just like your skill is capped at whatever. Your that way, when I grab that is. action figure off the off the shelf and I can turn it into the back, I can see everyone's metachlorian. Ooh, like their stats. And it's their stats, right? You <laughs> know that this is what this is setting up at this point. It's like, it sounds like an RPG. And he's yeah, got a perfect hundred. Yeah, exactly. Nice. No, I think yeah, we no, could definitely. I mean, here, I think yeah. Let's talk about the main problem. That, the the reason why is because you, you jump into now the originals, right? And then you have Luke Skywalker getting handed Obi Obi Wan's handing him the lightsaber of his father's. But what does not take place at this point? Why doesn't he check his? Why doesn't he? Why doesn't he check his metachlorian count? Check his metachlorians. Yeah. Check, yeah. Why Why don't we check that out? He's what? Like he, he doesn't. He Luke or. Uh, Obi Wan doesn't ask Luke what his count is, you know, like that doesn't matter. It doesn't Ow. matter. Why? Why are you pinching me? Ow, it's yeah, the, the yeah, <laughs> the like, force. I'm just uh, testing for metachlorians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's that whole thing is. Yeah, is there's silly. no need for metachlorians at all. No, honestly. so we're getting rid of them. So we got. Hey, I think I think our fans will be excited about that. Of course, fans that, that are really happy about that. <laughs> Need to stay. We'd love to hear your side on it, but truthfully, we think it's got to go because I think it does damage to the whole thing. We talk about that Star Wars was for everybody, that everybody could mm-hmm. be connected and be a part of this, but now, nope, you've got to be special. And yeah. so I agree. Let's say Qui Gon, he takes special interest in Anakin because he has force yeah. ability. Obi Wan wanted to help him prior to that, he yeah. wanted to do something about it before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Obi Wan moves, you know, trying to get. Trying to free the uh, trying to free Annie and his mom, and uh, something happens to where then we get to the pod race, right? Mm-hmm. So the pod race is taking place instead of being about an object, right? Like, oh, we need an engine piece or we need an engine part. Hyperdrive. Hyperdrive. Let's uh, let's let's uh, let's actually make it about their th- them racing mm-hmm. for their right to have freedom, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Or that. Uh, I personally think it would be a good idea is that Annie was racing for his mom's. Oh freedom. yeah, okay. So, so he's I'm racing, not. I'm so not, he's sh- not racing for his. He's racing for his 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 mom's, mother's. Yeah, and he cares I, about his mom. Yeah, yeah. but so let's right. say that in the background, Qui Gon Jinn's making bets. He or made a deals. deal. He made a deal. He made another deal yeah. because he wants the son. But this is what we love now, about now Annie. Keep keep, keep that, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah go keep, for it. Keep a track there. There's only. Uh, two deals being made, opposed to in episode one. There's like three or four different. Different like oh, layers to it's this so, deal. It's so rough at this point. It's oh, like God. what well, is happening. I mean, you right? got you got like the original like 
the you have the deal being made about the pot the 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 ship parts right right that exactly. like I'll let you have my pod and you can have the winnings but you can keep the boy or you can keep you can do this and then uh, and then they then they make or another deal and then they make a third deal when they roll the die so there's like we're like three deals deep in this and they're all convoluted and messy oh no it's, it's so complicated so instead that there's it, two where deals would we go with that right yeah instead there's instead there's just the two deals he's racing for his mom's freedom that's the first deal right second or well, he's gonna buy his mom right he's gonna right. buy his mom's freedom with that with that money mm-hmm. and then the second deal is qui-gon Jin in the background making a deal with Watto. right or yeah making a deal with Watto saying that, that no he want he wants Anakin. i want annie yeah he wants a- anakin uh-huh. mm-hmm. and here's the thing uh, again, everyone gets their little victory in mm-hmm. George Lucas's version of Phantom Menace. Yeah. But I'm suggesting Annie doesn't come through. Mm-hmm. Like, we all think that he's the best pod racer, he's the best racer, best Starfire pilot, whatever. Mm-hmm. We get that already. But he's also a teenager. Mm-hmm. So let's say he actually loses the race, and this actually causes a conflict, right? One, it probably loses Qui-Gon Jinn's bet, or, right? And, and then it doesn't win his mom's freedom, Right. So if he loses, he doesn't get his mom's freedom, but Qui-Gon also doesn't doesn't win his bet, and both bets are like off now, and they're not getting anybody's freedom. But then Darth Maul comes into the scene, they're getting hunted at this point, and the mom does everything she can to to get to get the Jedi, to help the Jedi get Annie off the planet, but mm-hmm. she can't free herself. And this tears Annie apart, and he's like, No, I want my mom's freedom, and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan have to make a decision where they honor and respect the mother's choice yeah. and they take Anakin and that like is the first plant of a seed of Anakin's like turn just mm-hmm. you know just enough that it's it's, it's going to rub in so already there's a little bit of distrust within the Jedi yeah. already mm-hmm. happening yeah, at that okay. point because they abandoned my mom on this planet yeah. pushing when their things own were going right. she doesn't have to die nothing like that I'm just saying that she couldn't go with them somehow uh, you know, th- there wasn't enough room. There was a there was a uh, some rocks in the way. Her foot got <laughs> stuck. Whatever. Yeah. She says, "Take the boy," and then they go. Yeah. And they they get out of there. Okay, I like that. That's how, yeah, I like I like that as much as I like to see Annie win the race because that was a big moment. I think the race in itself is so cool, and yeah. something bad happening to Annie would would be. Well, I'm not suggesting that the race necessarily. I, I was just say at the very end when it's a close call. Let's just say that the with the close call the way that it is is that I- at the very last second he loses. Yeah. Just at the very last second. Yeah. He pulled through. The, the race stays exactly the way that it is. It, it just at the last second he doesn't come through mm-hmm. or he crashes instead of the other guy. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that and that's what takes takes uh takes it to a whole new level. So. That leaves us to then, maybe we don't have to ever go to the Senate. They just decide, you know what, we're going to go back to Tatooine. We're going to go back to Naboo because we're going to right a wrong there. Obi-Wan was right, and and Queen Amidala convinced them, if you're going to free this boy, you're going to free my people too. Mm -hmm. And Obi-Wan's like, I'm going to make a stand for this. And he convinces Qui-Gon. He says, all right. We're gonna we're gonna go back to Naboo and we're gonna we're gonna write this wrong. We're mm-hmm. gonna free these people. We're gonna be righteous Jedi and we're gonna you know and they're and they're almost leading the charge, making way for something that's you know the Jedi haven't been for a while, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then and then at that point we get back there and uh, honestly everything plays out kind of the way it is at this point. I think except for a few things. Yeah, I think that um, uh, Qui Gon Jinn being not the not the patron saint of of good Jedi ness, right? That he's he's got kind of this dark side to him as well, like that 
the the thirst for power, the thirst for having things that are are uh, like more powerful things, right? Because if you look at who trained him, it was, it was Yoda. It, or Count no, Dooku. it was Count Dooku. Right. Count Dooku became a Sith, right? Because he right, was after right. power. And Qui-Gon's not quite at the same point as Count Dooku, but Qui-Gon does still kind of have some of that that drive that his master had, right? Right. The yeah. drive for the strive for power. For so, so we have power. a so now we're having and, and Obi Wan doesn't have that because he right. So we have a real difference he's between young. The two characters now. Qui Gon is a way of the old yeah. thinking or uh, this corrupt thinking. This corrupt thinking, thinking. yeah. And then you got Obi Wan who's just now he I want to do right. I, yeah. yeah I want to do the right thing yeah I w- I want to help these people uh, I want to be what I was promised the Jedi would be yeah you know mm-hmm. what I mean. And that and that changes it greatly, right? Yeah. And so, um, so then, let's talk about the prophecy. At this point, like, let's say that instead of making Anakin the the prophecy, let, I'm I'm still okay with. There's a prophecy that someone is going to come and balance the force. Yeah. I'm just going to suggest now. What if instead of it being Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> what if it's saved for a very special moment at the end of the Duel of Fates, where mm-hmm. Qui Gon gets stabbed obi-wan comes to his side does the whole no right exactly and then he arrives and as he arrives we have almost the luke i am your father moment Uh right that takes place for this movie where qui-gon says to him you are the chosen one yeah and this like puts obi-wan right into a whole new level and it's why qui-gon was allowing obi-wan to change his mind about mm-hmm. helping these people because he believed he was the chosen one yeah. the whole time. And so Obi-Wan goes into full-blown chosen one mode and he takes down Darth Maul, Darth Maul, right? Yep. And that battle gets intensified greatly because the whole time we're like, yeah, he's the chosen one. Now, Go for it. Now, without, I think the, the maybe the reason George included midichlorians in the first place was uh, so that they could they could make it look like Anakin is the chosen one, right? Like, oh, these midichlorian counts are off the charts. Yeah, you, Therefore, he must be the chosen sure, one. You not could do based that. On his, not based on his actions, but based on something, some immutable characteristic of his, right? The right. high midichlorian count. Or maybe, but yeah, like, But, yeah. like, what if, like... When when they see this prophecy saying that the prophecy is that there will be a there will be a balance there will be a balance in the force a Jedi will come along and balance the force, um, which I think is what the prophecy is. They never really explicitly said what I don't, it is. See, I don't know if you need necessarily the Metaclorians, but I no, agree no, no, with but, you that it, it it would sure be helpful that there was a hint that it could be Annie. Well, yeah. What if yeah? What if there was a hint that it was maybe Annie? But like, what if it wasn't like there was like a like a. Obi Wan just like is the chosen one. It's it's Qui Gon Jinn yeah, thinks the thing he about is prophecies the chosen is that one. prophecies need interpretation from flawed beings. Yeah, exactly. Like for the Jewish people, the prophecy of the coming Messiah was linked to this particular yeah. view of what a conquering warrior would look like to them. Yeah, they always thought it was going to be different than what it was. Yeah, Jesus was not what they believed the Messiah would come as, and yet Jesus fulfilled all the prophecies. So. I'm suggesting that that we just have this moment where Obi-Wan is told that he is the chosen one yeah. and this can set up later conflict down the road where Obi-Wan mm-hmm. is kind of 
under the impression that he is the chosen yeah. one, or now more people believe that he is the chosen one. But Anakin, what if he wants to be the chosen what if, one? And what if maybe other people might back Annie in his claim that he's totally. the chosen one? Right? It could divide the Jedi Council yeah. up. Totally, exactly right. Could put that big split. But it would, yeah. it would totally set up this movie completely different. And then mm-hmm. you end on a, a totally different note, right? Where you yeah. have Qui Gon dying. But he's his maybe he's had a little bit of character development where he's now like blessing Obi Wan. Obi Wan has mm-hmm. had character growth where he has taken on this new uh, identity as this much more righteous. That's what I'm calling it, righteous Jedi. And I'm really pulling from this one verse from Isaiah one seventeen where it says, "Learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, and plead for the widow's cause." Mm-hmm. And if and, and I I see him kind of living out this verse yeah right and and i when people see righteousness right we're kind of drawn to it we like, like that yeah. yeah exactly and it's just like you need to be that guy when we look at clint eastwood you know in in fistful of dollars yeah he's not the greatest dude or he didn't start off the greatest dude but man by the end he was trying to be that guy to serve justice do the right thing and help those that are being oppressed mm-hmm. and and now we have a movie that has a theme running all the way through it mm-hmm. right yeah, I, I I think I think that that are we satisfied? Are I'm we s- I'm pretty set. Uh, what do we do with the uh, blockade at the end? How do they how do they get disbanded? So, so I think the same thing happens. There's the whole action scene. The whole thing takes place the way it is. I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change anything at this point. Other thing, only other thing is that Anakin's older and he still flies that ship and he still he still fights for maybe fights a for little them. maybe a little bit more intentionally. Not so now. Much. This yeah. is yes. pod racing. Not, not so much like autopilot in, but but he he. He sees that there's a need, and he goes and meets it, and right. that's where maybe where we get the, the the thought that like maybe like there's something with Anakin that he's also selfless and he's a good and he's good. Yes, I agree. But he this has isn't this, the movie to yeah. change Anakin. This is the movie to set him up. But the the thing is, we still need to end on hope. We still mm-hmm. need to end on positive hope. Remember, this is the first in a saga. Mm-hmm. Why on earth would we just make it about politics? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I I think I think we're we're all finished with episode one. Um, if you guys have any other thoughts or or ideas, just uh, go ahead and leave it in the comments for us, and uh, we'll 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 look it over. And uh, we're we're always excited to hear other other fan theories on what what you guys think is is good. What uh, before we totally end it here? Mm-hmm. What about the actual finale? Uh, on the steps of the Theed Castle, you know, with the boss Nass and the orb of light and everything, is that is that all right? Just keep that. No, I, I mean, I, my suggestion is that that <laughs> Queen Amidala is heading to the Senate for the first time. <laughs> I would I would end on this that she's leaving to go to the Senate to to sh- to share what what has happened. That would be my hope. Is and that then that more people would get involved. Mm-hmm. And okay, yeah, yeah, that that could work. Better. That would work better, and it would be great because in episode two, it starts with the whole assassination coming mm-hmm. from there that mm-hmm. uh, the, the ship explodes and, but the wrong queen of Adal is, is hit again. So there we are. All right. So guys, uh, thank you so much for listening and we will see you guys next week. Adios. Bye.